Hello and welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. My name is Matt. And I'm Courtney. And we talk about the do-dos and don't-dos of all kinds of personalized learning. All kinds of personalized Yeah, today we're going to talk about uh, some distance learning. You, you yeah. may You may have heard of that. What is, what, say this, come again? <laughs> you may have heard of distance learning. <laughs> oh, distance learning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's so a, this is something that's happening. <laughs> that's that's a good way to put it. All right, thanks. So, yeah, um, most schools have a version of doing in the spring for a few months. Um, a lot of places kind of affectionately, maybe not affectionately, but we called it, maybe it's euphemistically called it uh, emergency distance learning, right? To kind of just drive home the fact that, like, most of us had very little idea what we were doing and we're creating it like on the fly, right? Yep, totally agree. But now we have the situation where um, many districts across the country are either still full distance mm -hmm. um, because of the pandemic or they've done this beautiful thing. It really is beautiful. I think it's amazing. They've offered choice. That's a good thing. We, it is we, a really good thing. We talk about we, that all the time in the classroom. I, yeah. And so it's kind of gotten a little bigger. And like, so those of you that have followed us know that, you know, some of the, the underpinnings, the tenets, if you will, of personalized learning is this kind of like anytime, anywhere learning, learner agency and choice. And lo and behold, it's actually happening a little bit. It is. So like a, a quote I heard today on one of my meetings that I wrote down because it was just wonderful and I looked it up to make sure we got a, uh, an accurate, I got an accurate, but it's Winston Churchill. Never let a good crisis go to waste. It's true. It's like, right? Fair. <laughs> it's definitely true. And it was like, in that meeting, it was said in the context of grading, which we can go back to that and talk oh, about Lord. that again some other time. <laughs> oh, Mary. But, you know, and, and I think a lot of people in the personalized learning um, circles have kind of seen this pandemic as like a crack, right? A way to let the light in, a way to bust open the door to more of this choice learner agency anytime, anywhere learning, because we have to. Right. We can't all be in the building in many, many cases. So yeah. we have to be much more flexible. And while this is a great thing, there's also problems that have to be figured out and pieces that have to be teased apart. And one thing that I've been talking a lot about with, with colleagues in the curriculum world, curriculum leaders, curriculum directors and whatnot, um, is this um, situation that while it is wonderful that we can offer this choice to parents and learners that, um, it isn't always easy to help them make the right choice for their learner. Okay. Right? Uh, because let's, you know, okay, in a pandemic, depending on where you are, it might sound pretty darn good to just take that full distance learning option. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But is that really what's best for, the, for your learner? So what we've started talking about doing, which... Um, I'm excited this work is going to start, and I know some people in different places have already done some of this, is kind of thinking through um, the profile of a successful distance learner. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. 
So what are some of the things that have come up when you have these initial meetings? Well, I, so there's a desire to break it out to okay. kind of have like, okay, what does this look like at K2, 3, 5, 6, 8, 9, 12, like the, mm -hmm. the different educational developmental bands, right? Yep. Because there are some differences. Yep. Um, so like, so things about the learner disposition and temperament themselves, things about learner executive functioning skills, which mm -hmm. I don't know that we'll call them that because that's a real ed heavy term. Right. Um, and, you know, independence, self-starting, things like that. And then also like home environments. Okay. Um, and depending on, um, I know this is where, so right now we haven't even gotten here yet, but I feel like this could branch out in a million different ways. Like parental support needed. Okay. You know, like just on a base level, that's going to look different in K2 than it does in 912. Yep, absolutely. I'm also, <laughs> I'm also wondering about the, the home environment one. Yeah. How, what the conversations are like that, because I know that the ideal situation is, you know, you set aside a quiet place yeah. and, you know, you have a, mm -hmm. have headphones and yeah. a place and a time to work. But we know that is not possible for many, I would say many of our yeah. learners. Yeah. So I'm wondering what those conversations, if those have happened yet, or if you've just yeah. like just touched on it so far. Oh, we've just touched on it, but I think that, they're, they're going to be, so the, the idea is that we're building a tool that districts can use to help scaffold the conversations that they will have with parents. And gotcha. Learners. Okay. Right. You know, and in one of these conversations, like with the, with a larger group before we were like, okay, we're pulling together a smaller group to work on this, you know, and th I think this is why I want to talk about it because it's like, this should also be shown to the learners. Like, I don't want this to be just something that the administrators and teachers hold that like just the adults hold. Right. 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 It's like, okay, so another piece, another tenet of personalized learning is transparency. And I think there's an element of like transparency for the learners that we kind of forget about sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if we know what it looks like to be a successful learner in any situation, that's something we should be teaching the learners. I think that, that, that totally goes along with the way that we've talked about this for, for yeah. years, right? That open yeah. and transparent everything. Right. And not just hold it with the, with the, in the, the adults realm. Right. Uh, because then it does, it's not as powerful that way if right. our learners aren't part of that conversation. No. And then like take it a step further. So if we can enumerate and describe all of these things, we can also teach all of these things. Okay. There we go. Is that what you were hoping for? I, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I know you said you were just in the initial parts of this, yeah. uh, but uh, that it's really exciting. When I, I think about some of the work about portrait of a graduate, which a lot of yes. a lot of people have done, or at least yeah. are familiar with some of the pieces. Right. Uh, but this is the first time I've heard anything about about a portrait of a distance learner. And really thinking that through, because that, you're right, that is everybody's reality for the most part now. And if it's yep. not yet, it's it going be. to be very soon. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> unfortunately. Yep. So having some of this information about, about what that looks like and thinking through all those pieces is nothing but valuable, uh, not just to the, to the schools, I think, but the parents that are trying to figure out, so how do I do this 
for real, you know, yeah. the emergency thing. I think people have said, I get it. I get it. Nobody knew what they were doing then. But now if this is reality, we have to all be prepared. And it, yeah. it really takes involving that community a little bit more oh, yeah. than, than we have in the past. And I know we've, we've kind of touched on that in the past few months, but I think it's very apparent now. I just saw some of the schools in Southern California have announced recently they're not opening till at least uh, January for in-person uh -huh. learning. Yeah. Uh, at least. And my guess is probably not. Yeah. So you got to be prepared for, mm -hmm. for anything at this point. So this is, this is really interesting that I didn't really think of before today. So. Right. So then like another great. place you can go with this. And at one point I actually, I think I might've challenged, I might've put it out there as a like, well, why not do this kind of thing is like, okay, so now we've said, you know, we can describe and enumerate all of these things that would go into being a successful digital learner, uh, distance learner, or what interchangeable, right? If you're distance, you're probably digital. Um, although not necessarily, but um, also, and then we know we can teach these things. Well, why not have like a little distance learner boot camp? If you've got people that want to be distance learners, maybe that becomes a, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it can be a requirement or if it can be like a, you know, there's some kind of self, like it's a proficiency, right? If there's some kind of self-assessment that says like, well, what do you need in order to be successful? And, oh, look, here are the tools to help you with that. Then, um, or maybe it becomes something that like a whole school does. You know, like we've taught, oh my God, like teach learners how to learn. Right. You just said learners and learn in the same sentence. Yeah. And it's nice, it isn't it? Worked there. It, <laughs> it does work, work there. Yeah. It does work. Why not teach learners how to learn? Forget about worrying about content. And let's yeah. teach them how to be learners, how to manage projects, how to all the different strategies that are out there for these things. Like, wait, oh, I think we've talked about this before, Matt, right? That this yeah. is really what school should be. Yeah. So let's so, not let this crisis go to waste. I think we talked a little bit about this in the spring when everybody first went out yep. that we were trying to, you can't just continue school from, you know, March 13th to the next week on the 16th when you're back, but it's all distance learning. You yeah. can't just roll on as it was. You have to teach kids how to use the tools, right. how, how to act on a Zoom, right. uh, you know, any of those different things. So content pretty much went out the window for a few weeks. Yeah. But I, I think that this is, uh, again, an opportunity, yeah. as you mentioned, to really focus on those things that will make them better learners not just learners for right now right. during this emergency do you do you know if if you've heard of any schools any public schools that are thinking of keeping the hybrid model like forever oh yeah yeah that yes that question has come up okay a few times with like so because right now there's a lot of funding right, yeah to help with whether it's it's hybrid or not mostly in context of um, full distance options where a district has kind of purchased, you know, like an online package program type. Yep. Um, that's mostly the context in which the question has been asked. But okay. I do think that there's also in that there's a lot of room for creativity. Yeah. Especially where districts have done things like reassigned teachers or hired more teachers to serve mm -hmm. that specific. Okay. Anyway, but yes, people have wondered about this. Okay. 
Um, and I think it's a, it's a conversation to nurture because obviously we're figuring out how to make it work, right? And we know that just like regular, what we've been doing instruction in person doesn't work for every learner. Right. Full distance doesn't work for any learner, but there's a lot of kids for which it does. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to connect it back to the portrait of a distance learner thing. Yeah. And if, if I'm a family reading this type of thing from my district thinking, well, this actually makes more sense for, for our situation. Yeah. Uh, whether it is, you know, full on distance learning or some type of hybrid or like that would work for me better than going five days a week right. whenever this pandemic ends, knock on wood that it ends. Yeah. Um, and I, I wonder if, I wonder if that groundswell will come from the families rather than from the school districts trying to offer it. If okay. parents are going to say that, I kind of like some of this stuff. How about we start talking about that rather than schools trying to come up with all these different ways. Maybe it'll come from the parents and the kids. Like, you know, some of this works, but here's some options that we've thought of also. I would love to see that happen. I don't yeah. know if it, I think in some places it'll come from the parents and in other places it won't like, but yep, I think that makes sense. My thought is like, so we had these, I forget what they were called. There's a specific acronym. I think my brain this summer was like, no more acronyms. It's, something, <laughs> it's some acronym that, that's for like the planning team, right? That districts gotcha. have to have here in Maine. I don't I'm like, yeah, I don't know what it was called. Yep. But, um, <laughs> but like that team shouldn't disband. Maybe that team should morph yeah. right into kind of like a revisioning team. Okay. Yeah. Now that we know we can do all of these things, um, what's next for us? Can we, should we, how do we keep this flexibility and these, these um, opportunities for personal learning to thrive? I would be super happy if those committees talked that way. My only concern is that that takes a lot of leadership and guts yeah. to continue to offer something that is different when everybody kind of wants to go back to the way it was. And by, by that, uh, but whatever district you're in, have all the kids back in school. That, and regardless of how you're doing school, you know, the, the progressive ones, the proficiency-based ones, the old traditional ones, yeah. they just want their kids back. Right. But I think it will take somebody to keep that moving in these districts that, you know, this yeah. is working for some, how, but, but maybe it's, maybe they realize some of the kids that it is working for with the kids who were, who regular in-person school wasn't working for, and maybe they, they'll make those connections themselves. I hope so. You know, you hear all the time about, kids doing different things in this zoom type of environment than they ever did in school yeah because they're too afraid to speak up and right. i was reading some one twitter thread sometime this week and about one of these kids who never turns her uh camera on a that's good but that, <laughs> oops oh, i'm sorry that was just me that was just me uh uh, but not turning it on, but clearly engaged because there's all kinds of things in the chat from this girl uh -huh. and willing to stay after to help other kids, nice. uh, yeah. not verbally and yeah. not on screen, but through the chat and sharing screens and things. Um, 
something you cannot not do in regular school. You can't stay after for the Zoom meeting. No. You know, you, you can't do any of those things. Those, those kids who sit in the back and are, are quiet right. uh, for whatever reason, this is at least, you, you can see that they're engaged now because of what they're doing. Whereas I think you might miss that in a regular class. Yeah. So I'm really kind of, this is terrible to say, but I'm kind of excited for this type of thing. Because everybody wants the kids back in school, but the point is that the kids are learning. And if we right. can find the rate, the, the best way for them to learn, then we should be offering that, period. Yeah, so we should stop saying we want all the kids back in school, and we should start saying we want all the kids re-engaged in learning. Done. Send it out. Thank you, world, people of the world. We are no longer saying we want every kid back in school. We say we want every kid engaged in learning. Hello. Mm. <sighs> It'll happen. This is really exciting work that okay. I think you're starting. Was that sigh a little... Uh... <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm just... Sometimes I think of the parents who are like, oh my God, six months of in-house learning is just not working. Uh but you never hear of the ones that, you know, this is kind of not so bad. I, I don't hear too much about that from families that, that have made it work. So for whatever reason. So let's, let's continue those conversations and, and uh, continue to give us updates on what this little group of yours is working with and yeah. how it's going. Because yeah, I'm absolutely will. I'm very super excited. excited. It. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. And if you, listener... Would like to chime in on this. Uh, you know where to reach us, right? Everything P Learn MC. Everything P Learn MC. Yes. Eventually, we're going to have swag. We have to, other than our buttons. Yeah, we can make that happen. Yeah, we're going to make that happen. So, if we ever have any like in person meetings again, <laughs> uh, we would. <laughs> One day. <laughs> One day. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, we can give away some of that stuff. Uh, but yeah, please, uh, please let us know what you're thinking about uh, any of the stuff we've talked about today. I really like this profile of a distance learner. Yeah, yeah it sounds very cool. Uh, so listeners, uh, we'll be back next week with uh, some more stuff. Who knows? We'll come up with something. <laughs> All right. We'll talk next week. It doesn't matter what we're